Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Vineyard Church. Uh, I am tuning in from my living room like many of you this Sunday. Just going to be uh, a different way to gather, but still a way that we can gather together. And so uh, I'm thankful for the technology that we can log on and we can do this together. Just a couple things that I wanted to give you a heads up on uh, before we just kind of jump into our service together. Uh, in the weeks to come, this is probably going to change from time to time. You know, we are going to get better at live streaming. Like many of you, this was kind of thrust upon us pretty quickly. And so we are, uh, we're doing the best that we can today, uh, which means I've got, you know, my coffee in my living room, just like many of you. And, uh, but in the weeks to come, you may see us do this from the auditorium, from our sanctuary together. Uh, as well as, as just see some other improvements on, on the experience that we can create together uh, through our live stream. So just wanted to give you a heads up on that. If you haven't read my letter yet, I would really encourage you to go to Facebook and to find that letter. It should just be a couple posts down. Uh, in it, I share some of my thoughts. I'll rehash some of those thoughts here this morning. But that would be a great way to gather and catch some of the heartbeat that we want to live into uh, in the next coming coming weeks as, as a church family and as individuals, as followers of Christ. I believe that uh, that letter captures some of those ideas, and, and so we'll be able to continue to share those things together. It's just an interesting time. You know, it's an interesting cultural climate, uh, kind of with what coronavirus is, is not only doing in our state, but in our nation and around the world. And so we want to continue to be flexible and fluid with the times and continue to provide uh, kind of spaces and, and opportunities for us to gather together. Something that's going to be really, really important for you in the coming weeks is to please stay in touch with us on Facebook uh, and to stay up to date on all the different things that we are going to be doing. We actually have some pretty fun and exciting things that we're going to try to accomplish together as a church. The best way to stay up to date on all of those things is to connect with us via social media. And then many of you have used the VOTR uh, weekly.org site before in the midst of service to follow along with notes, to stay up to date on all the announcements. Vineyard of the Rockies Weekly, uh, it's VOTRweekly.org. Again, VOTRweekly.org. Somebody can type that in the comment section. That would be super helpful. Uh, this would be incredibly powerful uh, for you to stay, uh, stay up to date with us. We're going to post all kinds of different things on VOTRweekly.org. And as always, we're going to have lots of next steps that you can sign up for. And it's going to be the best way that you can communicate to us with all of the different prayer requests that you have. Okay, the prayer requests, all the next steps, that's going to be the best way that you can communicate to us anything that you need, any way that we can support you in any way that we can uh, serve you and your neighbors during this time. So make sure you stay up to date on that and please uh, communicate with us as best as you possibly can and communicate with us on behalf of others as well. You are going to know your neighbors, you're gonna know people in your life uh, and their circumstances even better than us. And so if you could communicate on behalf of them, uh, we would love to be able to support them and help them uh, as best as we can. With that, we are going to try to do as normal a, a, of a morning that we possibly can together. My wife is going to lead us in a few songs of worship to just center our hearts and, and, uh, and gather us together this morning. After she does that, I'll come back to uh, just share a message, a message that I feel like God has put on my heart. We're going to take a quick break in the Does God Really Love Me series. I'll pick that up next week. Uh, but this week, I'll be sharing a message called The Corona Church. Uh, what, I, what I feel like God is inviting us into and how we can respond as a church during this interesting cultural moment of ours. And after I'm done preaching, we'll actually still do the contemplative time together and we'll finish with another song of worship. So let's pray together and then I'll invite my wife Natalie to sing uh, and lead us in worship. God, thank you for your presence uh, all around the world. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Italy and in China, and in Iran, and all throughout the United States, all the countries that are being affected by the coronavirus. Uh, I pray for each and every one of us that's logging on right now. God, help 
us to be aware of your presence. And uh, would you just do the thing that we can't do? Would you help us to feel like a spiritual family, even though we're not all uh, seeing each other and, uh, and in close proximity together this morning? We invite you, Holy Spirit, to move in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship together. morning, everyone. We're going to sing Waymaker. Jesus, I thank you for your presence. I thank you that you are with us. Wherever we are, God, that you are with us. You
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you are with us this morning. And, yeah, we praise you for who you are, that you are good, that you are loving, and that you are kind, and that you are with us, Jesus. That is so good. And we thank you for who you are. Amen. Well, that is what my house sounds like all the time. So I pretty much love that. <laughs> I like listening to, uh, to her worship a lot more than she probably likes listening to me preach. Uh, but I'm so thankful that we're able to do that together uh, this morning. Well, as I've thought about what to say and, and as I've prayed about where God is leading us as a church, I can tell you with full transparency and honesty that I never thought in my first year of being a lead pastor, I would be uh, leading our church through a global pandemic. And so these are new times and these are new things. I think for many of us, and just uh, the amount of experience that we are logging away together uh, is quite amazing, isn't it? Uh, in, in times like this, I, I feel like I want to ask for grace. And I, I want to pray and invite you to offer grace to others. It seems like every day, almost every hour, information is changing. And so I want to encourage you and I want to ask you humbly for, for grace because we are going to be making the best decisions that we possibly can for not only the health of our own church family, but for our entire area. And we are making those decisions with information that is quickly changing. And so we are absolutely going to pray and discern what God is inviting us to do uh, with every step of the way. I am so thankful that we have a CDC expert in our church community. I had lunch with him just two days ago and asked him uh, his opinion on a number of things. And so I feel like we're getting firsthand information from real people in our church family, which is helping us make great decisions as well. Uh, but I do want to ask for grace because these are just uncharted times and uncharted territories that we're trying to discern and decipher together. Um, but I can promise you this, that we are going to continue to provide excellent ways for you to stay connected with our church community, our spiritual family. And we are going to continue to be on the front lines of serving our area in whatever creative and ingenious ways God uh, gives us. And so we're excited to share some of those with you this morning as well as just kind of navigate some scripture together this morning as well. And so like I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the live scene, we are going to take a one-week break from our current series, Does God Really Love Me?, uh, to navigate this message together called the Corona Church, who I feel like we are called to be as a church in the midst of this time, and how we can represent Christ to our community during this corona, coronavirus and this kind of cultural tipping point in a lot of ways um, and you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting because as hard and as many challenges and trials it presents throughout church history, in moments like this, the church of Jesus Christ has always elevated the name of Christ and brought glory to God in ways that, that maybe we hadn't before. And so I'm looking forward also to the ways that God's grace abounds during this season. And so really excited to, uh, to navigate those times. Together, You'll remember, though, uh, I just want to take you back to January. I, in a lot of ways, feel like God has set us up uh, to thrive in this moment. We've had two sermon series play out throughout this year so far. The first one in January was called Love Foco, how for four weeks we talked about ways that we can love our city and we talked about ways that we can serve our city. And now uh, we get a chance to do that together. Immediately following that, we started a series called Does God Really Love Me? When times are tense, when I make mistakes, when things go the wrong way, does God still love me? And the first week of that series, I used a text from 1 John chapter 4 and where it simply says, perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. So we as Christians, we are called in this moment of history to live differently than the world around us. We don't have to be uh, getting in fist fights in Walmart at 10 o'clock at night because of toilet paper shortages. We can trust that God will provide for us. Amen? Uh, I mean, it might not be like the Exodus time where the manna just falls from heaven. 
but God will provide for us and we can demonstrate a different kind of emotional health uh, in these moments because Christ is with us. And then even last week uh, in the series, Does God Really Love Me? I taught from a text in Romans 8 and I wanna read that again. And if you are comfortable, just, just feel free to just close your eyes and just hear these words and allow God to speak them to you again because I feel like they're a word for each and every one of us right now as well. Romans 8, verse 38 and 39. I am convinced, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. In moments like this, I, I feel like we need to remind ourselves of that verse. We need to memorize that verse and meditate on that verse. As we drive to and fro uh, different places in our city, we need to pray that verse over our lives because right now our culture is anxious. And if you haven't noticed, anxiety is contagious. And so as followers of Christ, if we can enter into different places as a non-anxious presence, just totally trusting and believing in the presence and in the love of God, that, it will, that nothing can separate us from that love, I believe that even our presence can begin to change the atmosphere that is highly anxious and highly tense in this, in this cultural moment. Nothing can separate us from God's love. And we don't want fear and anxiety to run our lives. Listen, we have seen what happens when fear and anxiety runs our lives. We get into survival mode. We get tunnel vision. And we do, uh, we do see on the news and on the Facebook uh, news feeds of fist fights breaking out over toilet paper at a Walmart at 10 o'clock at night in Timnath. We don't want to be those kind of people, right? None of us want to be those kind of people. Of course we don't. And so uh, don't give in to that fear. Don't give in to that survival mentality. Instead, allow the word of God to dwell in you richly, to not separate you from, from his love. And that's really the first thing that I mentioned in the letter that I wrote out this last week, that love is greater than fear. Um, and so uh, again, I would encourage you to follow us on Facebook and to go to votrweekly.org often and frequently to stay up to date on everything that we're sharing and everything that we're planning on doing. But that was the way that I really wanted to start this morning was simply saying that love is greater than fear. This, the second thing that I wrote in that letter is that prayer is greater than panic. Stay in the place of prayer. You know, it, what's happening around the government right now, especially with Governor Polis's kind of decision to limit gatherings uh, greater than 250, uh, and many other things, extended spring break and, and uh, a variety of other closings happening around Northern Colorado, we're kind of forced to live a slower life right now. Uh, take advantage of that and, and don't just replace every slow moment with Netflix or a, a new app that you can download. Instead, replace some of that time with prayer and stay in that place of prayer. Uh, this is gonna be a great opportunity for us to exercise kind of our birthright as children of God to consistently have divine conversations with the Lord. This is a beautiful thing um, and a beautiful moment for us to stay connected with God. Prayer is greater than panic. And I, I wanna encourage you to pray for yourselves and, and pray for yourself frequently. But please pray for leadership, pray for the government, pray for the countries all around the world. Many countries are, are right now experiencing greater amounts uh, of death and, and risk than we currently are. Uh, pray for the many people, quite honestly, if, if we just zoom out for a moment and gather some perspective, pray for the people that live in this kind of famine and disease and this kind of risk most of their lives. You know, there are a number of countries that are struggling and facing starvation. Can you imagine what would happen if there was already a food shortage and then coronavirus kind of mania took place? This is a reality for some of our brothers and sisters around the world. And so please be praying for the global church community as well. Next, I wrote that community is greater than isolation. And please, I, I, I want you to really grasp this idea with me this morning, that community is greater than isolation. Just because we're not meeting on Sunday mornings doesn't mean that we're no longer at church. We still have to be the church. 
We still have to stay together. We still have to stay in relationship with one another. If you are a small group leader and you are healthy, please, please consider continual, continual meetings. It, it, the, the meeting restrictions are 250 above, which does limit our ability to gather on a Sunday morning, but it doesn't mean our small groups can't stop. It doesn't mean that our small groups uh, won't stop gathering and we need, we need this space. We need this time to continue to be in relationship, to be with one another. Uh, I, I am convinced that, that there are all kinds of different public health scares that we have to be aware of. Absolutely, and without a doubt, coronavirus is one of those public scares that we need to be aware about, right? But, but can I also say that loneliness is a public health thing that we need to be aware of. That suicide is a public health thing that we need to be aware of. That depression and mental health issues are things that we need to consistently be aware of. And as coronavirus is just kind of spreading around the United States and, and as more restrictions around gatherings are taking place, the tendency is going to be to isolate beyond what we need to do. And listen, I want to say and I want to qualify that there are some of you that probably need to isolate a little bit more and need to quarantine a little bit more than others. But again, if you are healthy and if you are, if you are an abled body person, there's nothing wrong with gathering in small groups and keeping your social distance. There's nothing wrong with planning on, on maybe having a watching party. I mean, just have brunch together and tune into our live stream on Sunday so that you can still see friends, so you can still see family. It is going to be tempting to completely isolate and just Netflix um, all day long, but I'm telling you that that is going to be damaging to your heart as well because you were made for community and you were made for a relationship. It's going to look different uh, on Sunday mornings, but it doesn't mean that it's going to look different all of the time. We are still going to meet as small groups on Wednesday nights in our church. And so if you have a small group that meets on Wednesday nights or on different other, uh, other days of the week, we are still going to allow that to happen because, again, the meeting size is going to be small and manageable. And you may self-select out, and that is your choice. Absolutely, we would support that. Uh, but I do want you to know that as we gather and as we open our building to small groups, we are going to maintain a very, very high level of cleanliness, and we are going to be disinfecting everything like we normally would, but twice as much, of course, and to make sure that we could do that. But I do want to really encourage uh, some of the watching parties, some of the gathering parties, and just make it a potluck. Uh, it's, it's just going to feel a little bit more like a volunteer church, or I mean a, a home church, I should say. And uh, that's a really, really beautiful thing, I think, as families can still gather together. Finally, I wrote about how adventure is greater than apathy. And isn't this why we all live in Colorado, right? We love the adventure. We love the recreation. We love hiking and doing all the different things that living in the front range allows us to do. And so I, I really believe and have always believed that we are drawn to these types of things because Jesus Christ has placed inside of each and every one of us a desire for adventure that is tied to our spiritual walk with the Lord. We were all created for a spiritual adventure. And uh, you had to know that this was coming because you hired a missionary, right? You, my wife and I were former missionaries. And in fact, we always all, always will be missionaries as every single Christian is. We are all missionaries and we're all created to live on a spiritual adventure. I want to be asking the question, what can we do right now in this moment and in this time to get out of our comfort zone, to serve our city, to serve those that are uh, maybe more vulnerable than we are in this time of need? As Christians, the strong and, and the mighty were always encouraged and called to lay down their self-preferences, to lay down their strength, and in meekness and in humility and in servant leadership, offer their lives away to everyone else. You know, Jesus said some really, really radical, crazy things. Like, if you want to gain your life, you should lose it. How does that apply to, to our church, and how does that apply to our own individual lives in this cultural moment, I think uh, that God has some invitations for us uh, throughout this time. And right now, um, your ability to be a missionary is increasing. When chaos and disarray rises up in the culture, your ability to speak life and peace and love in those moments increases. God's grace always abounds 
in these kinds of moments. And so each and every one of our abilities to be a missionary um, it is increasing in these moments. You know, fear and anxiety is going all around the world. People are thinking about death in ways they haven't thought about death before. People are thinking about whether or not they're going to have a job or, or, or working class parents are having to make decisions. Do I go and get paid hourly or do I navigate childcare, which as we all know is incredibly expensive in Northern Colorado. Uh, single parents are having to make really challenging decisions right now. And of course, the elderly are, are at a greater risk, specifically with the virus, than, than folks like myself. And so we're having these kind of thoughts, we're having these kind of concerns. You might be surprised at how quickly people are ready to have spiritual conversations with you during this time. It is always uh, interesting to me how when fear and anxiety are high, when concerns and questions about death are high, how easy it is to talk about Jesus and the eternal life and the loving presence that he has to offer us. And so I want to encourage you to not shy away from those conversations. And then I just kind of have been wrestling with this, this question, you know, this, this will pass. And we don't know exactly how long it's going to take for it to pass. We don't know exactly how long uh, we may be in these moments where we're doing live streams together or there's a gathering restriction. Let's say it's, it's four weeks. Let's say it's eight weeks or three months or six months. Who do we want to be six months from now? What kind of church do we want to be? What kind of Christians do we want to be? You know, three months or six months from now, as we look back, how do we want to be able to define this moment as a spiritual family? I think that is a really interesting question to begin praying and to begin asking God, what do you want to be said about Vineyard Church of the Rockies in 2021? What do you want to be said about Vineyard Church of the Rockies fall of 2020? What do you want to be said about us during this spring, even leading up to Easter um, and the summer months? How are we going to be remembered as a church in the way that we responded in this cultural moment? We are, we are uh, in, in light of answering some of those questions, I've been praying and I've been talking with many others, as I've mentioned many times before, uh, just a, a blessing from God that we have a CDC expert that works at the CDC here in Fort Collins that attends our church. And we've just been brainstorming all kinds of different ideas. We're going to play out some of those ideas here in the coming weeks. And I'll share some of those with you here in a moment as well. Um, but I want, I want to say, you know, one of the interesting ideas is people are so freaked out about toilet paper and people are so freaked out about antibacterial hand soap. Uh, this guy, this friend of mine from the CDC, he actually knows how to make antibacterial hand soap, right? And, and when he was in Uganda working with the CDC, uh, they had to do this all of the time because they're in, they're in a developing world country and you, know, you just can't one-click Amazon buy that stuff like we all can right now. And so one of the things that we're exploring right now, you can put a save the date on this if you would like to. We still have some details that we need to work out. We'll obviously communicate those details with you in the time to come. But potentially looking at this coming Saturday, having a antibacterial hand soap uh, making party in our parking lot. How cool is that? And so what we're going to do is we're going to buy all kinds of different supplies. And this guy is going to teach us how to make our own antibacterial hand soap. And we're just going to invite everybody. Right now on Facebook, there is a Facebook group. It's, it's quite hilarious called the Northern Colorado TP Search Committee where they're just looking for toilet paper everywhere. And then they post where they found the most recent rolls of toilet paper. It is just bizarre what's happening. Uh, but as part of our ingenuity and part of our way of responding, we're actually going to gather, we're thinking about anyway, gathering in our parking lot to make antibacterial hand soap. And just bring your own tubs. We'll make it together. We'll teach you how to do it. We'll fill your tub up. And we're asking you to bring non-perishable food items and toilet paper and clean supplies in response. Um, if you're able, if you have the finances uh, to do that. Because then we as a church can gather those things together and deliver them to, the, to those in need that maybe can't attend that party for a variety of different reasons. And man, I just think it's going to be a great way to invite our community members and invite all kinds of people that maybe don't even know our church or know Jesus into that community and just a, a great way to build relationships with people across the board. Uh, so who knew that our parking lot might be used for antibacterial hand cream and soaps, uh, but I think it'll be a great way to serve our city and just to be able to offer peace 
and love and hopefully you know have some commodity exchanges so that the church can be mobilized in the weeks to come to to care for those who need help okay so that's just a side note i want to get to uh three or four actually i have five specific teams that the lord has laid on my heart that i want to invite you to join five specific teams that i'm going to kind of run through that that at least initially we're going to start uh, as a way to serve our community and stay connected as a spiritual family. The best way to sign up for these teams, again, is to go to votrweekly.org. Uh, if someone could put that in the comment sections below, again, just to refresh that, votrweekly.org. That's how you can stay connected with us. And if you scroll down, you will see uh, a, a tab called Next Steps. And when you open that Next Steps, you'll see these different things that you can sign up for as well as prayer requests that you can submit to us. And those come to our staff and we'll pray for you as well as mobilize the different teams as you sign up for those things. You don't have to click submit right away. You're absolutely allowed to sign up for more than one team. Uh, but we would love for you to engage with us that way at votrweekly.org as I kind of walk through these different teams uh, as we're gonna try to make it really easy for you to participate in what God is doing. Here's the first team. I wanna invite you to join the prayer team. I wanna invite you to join the prayer team. You can do this from the comfort of your home, at work, when you're throughout your day, uh, but this is important. If you consider yourself a gifted person of prayer or somebody who's just a novice, everybody can sign up for the prayer team. And, and by signing up, you'll be able to stay with us, uh, stay connected with us, and I will send out to you either weekly or maybe even twice a week, clear and direct things that we need to be praying for. And they'll be locally, they'll be within our church, they'll be locally in our city, in our nation, and of course, praying for the church worldwide as well. I am going to try to send that out frequently. Uh, and as you remember from the Love Foco series, praying for your city is one of the best ways to love your city. Jeremiah 29, seven, when the Israelites were going off to Babylon, Jeremiah said, Pray for the peace and prosperity of your city. And that's what we want to be about as we're navigating this time together. We need your prayers right now. I am humbly asking for your prayers, for, uh, for your prayers to lead our spiritual community and church. And I want to pray, I want to ask you to pray for all of the leaders uh, worldwide as well, um, as well as your, your fellow church members are going to need your prayers. And so uh, we just want to make sure this is one of the best ways we can pastor people. This is one of the best ways we can lovingly care for them at a distance. Uh, I mean, Jesus prayed for all kinds of people at a distance. There were times he laid hands on people, and there were times he prayed for girls even before he was there, and they were made well. Children uh, made well at a distance. Jesus had the social distancing thing down, and he was also willing to touch those who were sick. And that's kind of how we want to be as well. So you can join the prayer team. That's the first team that I want to invite you to join. The second team that I want to invite you to join is the Art of Neighboring team. We all got those magnets, the tic-tac-toe magnets, where you put your house in the middle and you started to learn your neighbors so that you can love your neighbor as yourself. I want to invite you to join the Art of Neighboring team. If you join this team, you'll just get friendly reminders from me on ways that you can love your neighbor ways that you can reach out to those that are closest to you that might be in need. And you'll be surprised at the ways they might be in need. In the coming weeks, especially after spring break, there are going to be families that just need you to watch their kids for an hour or two. There may be elderly near you that, that are intimidated to go out uh, or go to the grocery store. What would it look like if you bought groceries for them? What would it look like if you cared for their lawn? What would it look like if you did things for your neighbors and loved them? really, really well. Dave Runyon came and spoke on this, this reality and I thought it was super encouraging and challenging. Well, now we have a great opportunity as a church family to step into that and to love and to love your neighbor. I believe that now is the time to knock on doors and introduce yourself. Stay at least six feet away and declare yourself healthy if that's what you need to do. Uh, but absolutely uh, meet your neighbors and care for their basic needs, care for their spiritual needs, offer prayer and different things like that. People are going to need conversation. People are going to need connection and community. Um, and so offer those things as well. And one of the things that I love is that we already have people doing this. You know, I got an email from someone in our church last week that just 
knocked on their neighbor's door and found out there were some just real basic needs that they that they uh, uh, that they needed, and this person went and took care of those things for their neighbor, and demonstrated the love of Christ in a really simple way like that. So join the Art of Neighboring team. Uh, that box simply means that you will do your part to get to know your neighbors and love them with the love of Christ, making Jesus famous during this time. And you'll get reminders from us uh, throughout the week on, on simple ways that you can do that. The third team that I want to invite you to is the Purchase team. The Purchase team, where you'll be spending some of your own uh, finances on behalf of others. In the coming days... Uh, we are going to create a list of non-perishable items that we want to gather as a church. It will also include things like cleaning supplies and diapers and other non-food items that uh, the elderly, that working class families, that families in need, single parents may need. And we want to invite you to join the purchase team if you have the financial cap capability to buy some of those things and, and allow us as a church to distribute them. Um, this might be perfect for you if you are uh, you know, immune compromised or you're elderly or you're not willing to go outside and kind of bear the current conditions. Uh, you can Amazon Prime them and order them. You can deliver them to our church. We'll come out uh, and, and, and pick those up. If you click that box, you will then get details on the best drop-off times for us and the ways that you can purchase those items that are going to be at the highest amount of need. And again, you know, the coronavirus isn't going to necessarily affect uh, every American. There are going to be plenty of people that are healthy and younger that, that will be able to withstand this in a, in a greater way. Uh, but there, there are reasons for others to be concerned. And we want to make sure that we make it as easy as possible for those folks to withstand this kind of coronavirus in this cultural moment. And one of the ways you can do that is by purchasing supplies. Uh, for others that maybe can't get out and purchase those on their own behalf. And that leads us to the fourth thing, that the fourth team that I want to invite you to join, and that's the errand team. I want you to consider and pray about joining the errand team. We are looking for younger, healthier, able-bodied uh, individuals who aren't afraid to get up and get out and uh, make personal contact with those in need. I'm sure you're aware, I've mentioned it a few times already, that that this uh, virus doesn't necessarily pose a, an immediate threat to some of the younger, healthier Americans, but it absolutely does, especially to the elderly. They're, they're more at risk during this time. And so we need people who can lend their strength and offer their strength to those that are maybe more vulnerable during this time to go pick up uh, the food from the purchase team that they have delivered to our church, to pick up boxes and deliver them to houses, to maybe even take a shopping list on behalf of another and go purchase those items for those folks and deliver them, or even just some errands that need to be run. Um, and so we are going to be in the process of gathering needs and gathering requests from people. And we're gonna be relying on you to communicate those to us through the prayer requests at votrweekly.org on things that you know people need. And then we are going to develop this errand team to make sure some of those things are being executed and delivered on a consistent basis. And I, and I just wanna say, because of our church's generosity, we are primed and ready to do this. Because of your continual sacrificial giving, we actually have a budget where we can purchase some of these things uh, and, and ease the financial burden, especially on some of those families who are going to begin uh, to navigate a, a tougher financial stretch. I mean, if you are living paycheck to paycheck, if you are working hourly, if you are living on social security, and then all of a sudden you get thrown this curveball where maybe you have to figure out daycare, or maybe you're not working hourly, or maybe you're a waiter or a waitress and you're just simply not getting the tips, you're gonna have some harder financial decisions to make in the future. And as a church, uh, we wanna be at your side and we wanna help you navigate this time. I am so thankful uh, for our church's generosity in 2019. Uh, that to, uh, to use that, use uh, for these things. If you think about our Thanksgiving outreach, it's kind of similar. The Aaron team is kind of similar to the and, uh, and deliver those things to folks in need. Finally, I want to invite you to join our giving team. Our giving team. Again, thank you so much for the way that you've consistently given. Uh, but I want to encourage you if, you, if you select this box, you're saying, hey, in this time, in this moment uh, of the coronavirus kind of pandemic, 
I am willing to continually, consistently uh, give to the church and maybe even give extra so that we can purchase some of these things. Um, if, you already, if you already give, thank you. Uh, th this box isn't necessarily for you, but the box is for people who maybe want to start giving and start giving to funds like this so that we can reach the needs of our community. I want to prayerfully have you consider uh, doing that in a significant way because the need is going uh, to rise, I believe, in the weeks to come. And I also want to throw out this qualifier that uh, we always want you to give in according to what God has put in your heart. You know, if you join us in church, you know that we don't pass offering buckets. We don't want to give out of compulsion. We don't want to try to strong arm you into giving. That's not the kind of church that we are. But if you're in a financial position where you can give, you will be able to support people who maybe need to draw back on their giving right now. Uh, because of a variety of, of different reasons. And I also want to say to those of you whose income is going to decrease, uh, it's okay if you're giving decreases in this time. There is no shame and there is no condemnation around that. But if you are able and you are capable to join our giving team, uh, maybe begin giving for the first time or to consistently uh, give throughout this time when maybe work is light, then I want to invite you to prayerfully consider that because it will allow us to continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus, meeting some of these specific needs that we know are going to arise. So there you have it. Those are the five teams that I want to invite you to join. The prayer team, the neighboring team, the purchase team, the errand team, and the giving team. And stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned for uh, that Saturday antibacterial hand cream extravaganza. It seems kind of funny that we are going to mobilize our parking lot to make that, but I really do believe it's going to be a great way to gather uh, as a community to see one another as well as provide uh, maybe some ingenious ways to connect with our community that is in need as well. Let me close with then just one quick exhortation and then we'll, we'll sing one song together and wrap up our morning as Christians. As Christians, this is when we can shine. It's moments like this when the church can be known and defined by their actions, not just their ideas. This is the type of church that we can be. In the future, we will absolutely organize some smaller gatherings. We'll create some space with plenty of social distance. But until then, let's be the church. Let's be missionaries. After I sent the letter out a few days ago, I got a lot of emails back from many of you that were excited about uh, some of the opportunities that were going to come about. And I wanted to share one email with you that I got from somebody within our church community. Uh, without names, keeping it anonymous, I just thought this was a really beautiful response uh, to the letter that I sent out. This person said that when they read the email, they remembered that their landlord was somebody who was of older age. They were uh, an elderly, elderly person, their landlord was, and likely in need. And so I decided to go and introduce myself to the landlord and remind them that I would be willing to help that person with anything that they needed. After a short conversation, I realized that I could go to the grocery store for my landlord and pick up some of the items that he wasn't able to get for himself because he was afraid to be out in public. I filled a couple grocery bags, went back and delivered them to my landlord who is so grateful and thankful for the way that I served him in this time of need. Now think about this for a moment. This is a landlord. This is somebody you're already giving a rent check to. And on top of the rent check, one person who was strong laid down their own life to serve someone who was more vulnerable and in need. So in addition to the rent check, there was also uh, a purchasing of goods and a delivery of those goods. How sweet is that? Jesus was made famous because of that. Vineyard Church of the Rockies was the avenue in the context where that took place. And this person got to participate in what God is doing in this moment, living as a missionary and representing the love of Christ to this world. You are already doing it, church. And I loved getting those responses and I loved getting uh, that feedback to hear that this kind of stuff is all 
already happening. How special is that? Keep the love going and keep the mission work alive and well. There's a few people that I'm just uh, specifically concerned about during this time. Uh, one is, is, is the elderly. And, and you know, it's even hard to get into nursing homes right now. Most non-essential personnel can't get into nursing homes. There is going to be some real loneliness. There's going to be some real isolation that we need to fight. And we can offer our strength on behalf of others. A giant category that I just think about a lot is the working class. You know, single parents, folks who are working hourly, young families, college students with part-time jobs. I'm concerned uh, about what is going to happen as spring break is extended, as some of these different things are taking place. Please, please, please request help. We are going to get better at providing opportunities for you to request help or to ask for help on behalf of someone that you know. Until then, the best way to do that is to go to next steps and fill out a prayer request and just say, this person that I live by needs X, Y, and Z. And we may reach out to you uh, via text or phone call to make sure that we're connecting on the best things possible, but make sure uh, that you're helping communicate to us the needs around us. Church will undoubtedly look different for a little bit, but it doesn't mean that we have to stop being the church. It doesn't mean that we have to stop being the church and stay tuned because we'll, we'll figure out some creative ways where we can stay connected. Um, but the Corona Church is a powerful church. This is an opportunity for us to meet our neighbors, to love the people around us. You know, I have a peer, uh, a pastor of another vineyard church in the neighboring state or a state just a few states away. They led 90 people to Christ through their live stream because folks who maybe wouldn't come to church would have a cup of coffee and check in on what the church is saying and doing during this time. Wouldn't it be amazing if through this whole cultural moment, the church was mobilized to be the missionaries we were always created to be. And we saw that many people in our community come to know Jesus Christ and to know the love that God has for us that's never ending. Let's pray together. God, help us. Help us to be this kind of church. Help us to love people the way that you love people. Help us to, to serve and to lay our own lives down for those in need. God, would you inspire us and speak to us about the teams that you want us to serve on? Um, God, give us uh, not a spirit of fear, not a spirit of panic or isolation or apathy, but instead fill us with your love. Fill us with prayer. Fill us with a desire for community and help us to live a spiritually adventurous life with you, Jesus. Amen. Hey, at this time, we're going to do our normal contemplative moment. Uh, we do this every service at Vineyard Church of the Rockies. We're going to try to keep it as normal as we possibly can for my own living room. So my wife is going to just kind of play some music in the background. And I'm actually going to pray scripture over you for just a moment. And so in the privacy of your home, I would just invite you to, uh, to just hear the word of God, to, to, to meditate on the word of God in this moment and to reflect on all the different things that God might be inviting you into. I'm going to be reading this text from Romans 8, 38 and 39. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. 
Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Holy Spirit, I pray right now for everybody that's watching. I pray that your Holy Spirit would fall upon them. And this is usually the time that we would transition into ministry time and praying for one another. I pray right now for Vineyard Church of the Rockies and everybody who, who's connecting around uh, the world and watching this. I pray that your Holy Spirit would fall on them that they would experience your love. As missionaries, God, I know that we are less effective if we go in our own strength. And so I pray that your love would fill each and every one of us up so that as we go and as we serve, we can do it with the power and the love of Jesus Christ. Spirit come. We're going to sing one more song together and then I'll be back to close our service and our time together.
worship together in this unique way. Thank you for technology that we can be here together doing this. And we say it is well with you, God. It is well. We give you this week and we say thank you, God, for all that you are doing um, in the midst of everything that's happening. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for checking in with us and worshiping with us and uh, staying part of our spiritual family and community. Uh, just a couple quick things. One, um, some of you might be wondering where my kids are. They have never behaved this well before in their life. It's amazing. So that is God moving in our house right now. <laughs> um, no, we, we are so thankful that we we're able to do this with you. Um, my wife and I love you so much, and we love this church so much. It is an honor. It is an honor to help us navigate this time and to mobilize uh, the church together during this time. Second thing uh, is that to remind you, we are going to get better at this. We are going to get better at the next steps. We are going to get better at the communication. And so for now, as best as you can, just make sure that you are logging on votrweekly.org and communicating with us as best as you can, emailing us personally. You can find all of our emails on our website as best as you can. Um, and in the coming days and in the coming weeks, we'll have more, uh, a more robust way for communication to happen. Until then, uh, you don't have to wait until we figure it all out. We are willing uh, to do good things um, in, in the process of getting better at the way that we can do it. Sound good? We love you guys so much. We are praying for you um, and we are praying for um, our city and our nation and our world. Won't you join us as we do that together? God bless you and stay in touch. We will continue to communicate on, on ways that we can do this thing together. We love you guys.